Stafford. Going to the end zone, reaching up and making the grab. Odell Beckham Jr. Stafford buys time. Protection is good, and so is the pass. Henderson came out of the backfield. Jefferson in motion. Henderson, nice cutback. Stafford rolling and throwing. Caught, caught, touchdown. Stafford caught on the run. Caught, who else? Out of the slot to the right, looks that way, fires that way, but makes the grab at about the 18 yard line. Pass, cut, got it, touchdown. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. It looked like P. Ryan might have had a shot to make the grab, but the Rams now. Running down to celebrate with a defensive play. Guess who? Guess of course. Who? I mean, you don't even have to think about it. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. Um, my name's Ashton. Uh, my awesome co-host here is Zach. And uh, we are back in uh, middle of the playoffs right now. I believe the 49ers and Cowboys are playing. Uh, Zach, will give you guys an update on that important game in a few seconds. But, Zach, how are you doing? I know the Rams aren't in the playoffs. Uh, bummer, but, you know, there have been some good games, some not-so-good games. Uh, how, how are you rocking in this Rams-less playoff? Yeah, I mean, um, it's a bummer that we're not in the playoffs, but it is what it is. We're, um, we've gone through that week by week. We know how kind of a disastrous season it's been because of injuries, but uh, we're, we're going to move on. You know, we got a, we got a, um, a remodel, as Les Snead put it. Uh, so we'll, we'll focus on that here in the next few weeks to a few months. But um, yeah, otherwise, you know, just watching some football, like you said, you know, got to watch two games yesterday, uh, another two games today. Um, you know, I was rooting with my family with the Bengals. That was a fun uh, game to watch in the snow. The Bills definitely were not prepared, it seemed, for a snow battle, and the, the Bengals were. Uh, they were using to the, the snow to their advantage. Uh, must be that white jersey, white tiger um, mentality that they got going on. How about you? Uh, doing good. You think if there was one team that would be great in the snow, it would be the Bills. So, especially in the playoffs, I, I think that's – weird that some bills fans are trying to use the snow as a excuse i'm like don't you guys play a lot of snow games compared to other teams it's not like the rams against the packers when it was like snowing and we don't really ever play in the snow so it's like i think that's kind of a weird excuse to have but overall it was still a solid win by the Bengals. got to give them credit uh getting back there and if the 49ers win uh the sucky thing is the rams will be the only team out of final four of last year to not get back to the final four so that sucks um we got hit with the injury bug but we still have those rings and uh zach we're going to have an eventful offseason, I believe, uh, to talk about. A lot of drama already. Uh, some fans getting angry at our Twitter account, acting like we are the GMs. We are not. Zach, uh, we just put out there for opinions on the latest topics. 
Uh, so do not come at us hide just because, you know, we are asking about things. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later. So, Zach, uh, how's that 49ers game going? You got a live update for us? Yeah, so um, they just the 49ers just kicked a field goal, so it's 19-12 to 12 with three minutes left. Dallas is, uh, has the ball, so we'll see how well that goes. And all right. Uh, Prescott missed a, a deep throw. So, all right, let's move on. Uh, I was about to ask you, if the Cowboys score a touchdown, do you think they're going for two? Well, it depends right now. So right now they're down with they're with three minutes left. They're down seven points. Um, so they will either risk winning or losing based on Dak Prescott. And he's already, yeah. had, he's already had two um, interceptions today. So, um, you know, it doesn't really do look well for your either. kicker, though? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, he has he has gotten two field goals um, since since the the misses. So he at least has somewhat redeemed himself. Um, But right now they're they're just looking to score some points. I mean, they got they got. Oh, it's fourth down. Got to go. So they got it. It's fourth and ten Dallas. So, yeah, so we got we got some live action coming coming down. But uh, the big point of this game is, you know, the it doesn't seem like the 49ers are inevitable or are, are undefeatable. Um, yes, their defense is pretty hot, but their offense is just not clicking on all cylinders. I mean, Purdy's good, but, um, you know, he's still he's still a rookie um, and it kind of has shown a little bit more in this game. I thought Dallas was going to be more of a test than they've than they've faced in the last few weeks. Um, yeah, but Dallas is a very hot and cold team this season. They, well, I, I meant more their defense. Mixed. Their defense has been a little bit more hot than their offense has. Their offense has been kind yeah. of lackluster in and out. But I thought as far as the um, what Purdy's played in this year, I thought this was going to be the best defense defensive team that they've faced Insane. since Purdy yeah. has been brought in. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like even their defense has been good this year and not great. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that game turns out. So we don't know, and I'm sure you guys will uh, find that out after watching this. Uh, but talking about the Rams, uh, we will be doing our defensive grades kind of finishing up uh, last time in between our offensive grades. And now there was a lot of drama, a lot of news. We covered that. Uh, we're going to try to finish our defensive grade so we can start uh, digging into the draft and, uh, you know, talking about that fun stuff and hopefully uh, bigger and greater things coming down the line for the pod. Uh, Zach, defensively this whole year uh, how in one sentence how would you describe this defense i mean it it's been it's it hasn't been great at times but it 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 hasn't been worse either i mean i think it's definitely still within the top 10 um top 12 defenses of the league um we had a lot of promise um, but again we were we kind of got hit with that injury bug a little bit players keep coming in and out um, you know, we lost Aaron Donald a little over halfway through the season um, and he never came back. So it's it's just one of those things where, like, I think they played well a lot of the time. Um, but then there was a lot of key mistakes that led to some you know significant damage. Uh, but it's also when your offense doesn't play significantly and you're in you're in more than you're out. Um, it definitely can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for the fact and I think uh, for, for most of the defensive stats, our defense is around middle of the pack. 
granted, with the offense, they were having to go behind. It It's definitely a top 10 defense. Um, they had their problems. I think some of the play calling, especially on third downs, wasn't the best. I think Raheem Morris... His his defense will always be good, but not great. I think we're starting to see that. Um, now, it was very good in the uh, playoffs. I think that was some of the best defense we played all 2021. And I think this year, um, you kind of saw more of that regular season defense from last year. Uh, but with a worse offense and with even less of ability to have takeaways. And I think that's the big Achilles heel of this defense was to get takeaways. And especially with a bad offense, it just compounded everything more. Um, yeah, I mean, with it, well, just kind of going off what you said, I mean, we only had 16 interceptions and 11 fumbles. Six of them were actually recovered. So that's not a lot of t- turnovers. Um, in, a, in a game when you're really relying a lot on your defense to help out your offense, especially when you're injury prone. Yeah. Um, I think me and you have uh, complained about the safeties a good amount, and people will say or see our grades on them soon. But I think that was something that really handicapped this defense. I think Jordan Rodriguez put out a uh, go reader if you guys don't. Uh, on the athletic, she's fantastic. The best reporter for the Rams. Her stuff is chock chock full of like football knowledge and just the way she was describing how like it the defense isn't meant to operate the way they were running uh, because of just the way the coverages wasn't able to backfill. Uh, some of the run gaps weren't being completely filled by D line. Uh, that was an issue for especially after AD left. And then uh, the safeties were just not able to make plays or keeping coverage. And I understand they were put in a tough position because the offense uh, being so limited and them being on the field a lot. But even it just they weren't making those critical plays that top tier safeties make. And they were making more mistakes. They were getting beat over the top. Uh, they weren't picking – there were blown coverages. How many times, Zach, especially in the middle of the year, did we see Ramsey chasing after someone because of a blown coverage? Yeah, Because sure. a safety didn't pick up that person and go and, like, rotate back. Many times. And that's, you know, that's kind of the frustrating part when everyone has this Ramsey conversation is, you know, a lot of times when he got – when someone exploded on him, he was supposed to have coverage – supposed to have help. Um, and, and he didn't. And um, it's 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 unfortunate that, you know, even diehard fans or, you know, you know, normal fans, they just they don't see that they don't see the blown coverage. And they just they just know that, oh, yeah, Ramsey was the one covering them. And, you know, he should have he should have been the one stopping them. Um, you know, that's why they have that's why it's a team sport. There, there are always multiple players out there that are supposed to help a defensive play. Um, and when you when you have blown coverage, when you don't have a safety coming in and, and helping you out, you know it, it becomes a big problem. And we're not blaming every bad play on the safeties. That's definitely not what no. I'm saying. The safeties have done a pretty good job at the run game, um, at kind of at run blocking. But it's really when it came to the pass game, which which is when they you know started to suffer a little bit more and more on one than the other. 
Yeah, and I felt like our cornerback two and three spots were very inconsistent, right? Uh, I think the best out of all of those ended up being Kobe Durant, and we're going to break down this more when we go player by player. Uh, but when you have a rookie uh, being your best or second best cornerback, there, there's an issue there. Uh, you And, you know, he was up and down. Um, Darian Kendrick, that was a roll of the dice, or you could say they saw uh, some promise in him, and he did not play up to it. And he had a lot of bad plays when he got on the field. He ended up getting benched, and Kobe Durant was also up and down, a little bit more ups, of course, having a pick six. Uh, I think you see a lot of promise in Kobe uh, but the rest of our cornerback room, uh, Zach, that's going to be a position I really think they need to attack in the offseason. For sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the secondary has been kind of the struggle. I mean, obviously, we have Jalen Ramsey, who who is electric. Um, Troy Hill, uh, who who's going to be a free agent this year. You know, he was just a one-year contract. Um, and, you know, he, he, played, he played fine. Um, not lights out, but, you know, he played admirably uh, for, for what he – for what he was brought in to do. Um, but like, but like you mentioned, uh, you know, DK, um, Kobe Durant, so, you know, they, they, they played well. Uh, sometimes they played well, especially Kobe Durant, but, um, but really, you know, even in our safety spot, you know, we have two safeties that are also going to be up for free agency. So that's going to be a position that we're also going to, you know, desperately need uh, to fill. I hope, uh, honestly, to me, I kind of like Nick Scott. I kind of hope that they kind of can sign maybe a short-term deal with him. I wanted to your deal with him, but, um, but in the end, you know, it's, it's those secondary positions that I think we really need to focus on coming into this draft. I mean, some fans are not going to like this. I think Nick Scott is a good average NFL safety. I think he's a good rotational guy. He will never be a wow, uh, safety. He's never going to make those crazy plays. He, he makes a play every so often, and I like how hard he hits. He has a great work ethic, and you want to keep that in building, right? He's yeah. good part of the culture. But he shouldn't be asking for star safety money, and if he is, like, I think you got to let him walk. If he wants to sign a reasonable contract, he's definitely earned it. Like, I'm not saying don't give the guy his bag. He definitely deserves a bag. It just... Yeah. You know, uh, we'll talk about that in the offseason and kind of like free agents and stuff like that. Are you ready to break down individual players and kind of go one by one by one? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, Zach. Uh, Bobby Brown the third. Uh, I feel like he's been in a decent amount of rotation. Um, it, I get him confused a lot with Ernest Brown. I know how they look different, but uh, it's just one of those things where those two, uh, they play almost the exact same position. I know one's a nose tackle and one's a defensive end, but overall uh, I get them confused a lot because they were – were they drafted in the same draft or were they back-to-back drafts? Um, That I'm not 100% sure. I want to say they were drafted in 2020 but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, either way, I feel like every time I see him on the field, he's he's a dependable nose tackle. Say, like, 
he gets solid. He's a dependable run stopper. I'll say that. I feel like I don't see his pass rush. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't have a good pass rush. I just don't see it personally. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I and I think that's what it, I think you're right. I think he's more for um, the run stop. I mean, when you look at his when you look at his stats, he only played um, in nine games, um, had five tackles, three assists. Um, so totaling eight total tackles. And then only one of those was a tackle for loss. So. Um, so. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he did great in the run stop and the and. Um, and like you said, maybe in some of the past plays, but uh, definitely when you're trying to stop behind the line, he he wasn't as efficient in that as some of our other big players. Yeah, he gives me a very much like a Sean Robinson vibes, where like he's never going to be a standout breakout player, but he's going to be dependable in a solid rotational piece. Uh, yeah, but I mean, at least, moments. but at least a Sean. I mean, you, you, when you compare the stats, I mean, you go through and you compare the stats. Um, Ashawn Robinson had 22 tackles, 20, 20 assists, um, and then, but only two of those tackling for loss. So he had a lot more, he was a lot more impactful on the run game and on the pass game with his tackling, um, mm-hmm. than, than Bobby Brown. Um, but, uh, but still, again, they're not the players who are going to be making the big splash sacks, tackles for loss, things like that. That's when, that's why you have Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald. Uh, Bobby Wagner and you know those those crew to kind of come in and um, come around Ashawn Robinson, come around Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. um, and and make the big plays and that and that's what you need. You need those players. Um, so so again, I don't I don't think any when we give these defensive plays, it's it's a little bit challenging when you look at their stats um, because you know you'll look at Bobby Brown and be like, oh well, he didn't really have money tackle for loss. You know you know the tackling I think it might be a little bit more of a problem, but. Um, that also means he may may not have been more targeted towards that direction, depending on the game that was played. Yeah, I feel like with especially D linemen, it's all about like whether or not they're applying good pressure, they're holding, uh, getting off a of block, shedding blocks. Uh, tackles for loss are a lot harder to get uh, than people realize, and I don't necessarily expect a rotational player of Bobby Brown's caliber to get those right like th- that's nice and that's standout but i feel like he was a solid rotational piece i i would give him a six and that's where i would expect him right that's that's me at least yeah uh, no I, I i agree with you i would i would give him a six as well um just kind of going off kind of what we've talked about um i think that's a that's a good spot to put him not a wow factor but again a dependable backup if need be yeah, rotational. Uh, Ernest Brown the fourth. Uh, again, I feel like he has been a little bit more uh, at times electric. Uh, I believe he was suspended. Was that this season where he was suspended four games? We've um, had so many people uh, yeah. get randomly suspended last two years. Uh, it's hard to keep track. I I know he was suspended. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play year. many games. Again, you know, he only played five games. Um, no. His stats this, this this season at least weren't electric, or not as electric. But again, um, it's what he had to play. I mean, he only played five games, so it's it's kind of hard to to note on that. Uh, I mean, solid rotational piece. I'll, I'll say six every time. I, I notice him more uh, when he is on the field and um 
I feel like there's promise. So um, you know, he'll he'll be on the roster next year. So uh, we'll we'll yeah. see if he develops. Yeah, um, we'll go ahead and you know again, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I think a six. You know, um, some of these some of these defensive, uh, especially these rotational pieces, I'm not as familiar with, but um, but his name, yes, I, I agree that you know when he's on the field, he at least um, is not being bulldozed over. Um, so well, I think our defensive line for the most part doesn't get bulldozed. I think their problem uh, was filling run gaps. And or not getting pressure. And I think that's the big issue. Without Aaron Donald in there, it and we saw this a little bit last year too, right? Like, without Aaron Donald getting pressure, no one else on the team was. Like, Leonard Floyd was on and off last year, and I feel like this year he had one half of the year was just non-present. Like, I felt like he wasn't there at all. And then the second half, like, maybe it was an injury, maybe it wasn't. Like, either way... Terrible first half, good second half. So, like, it, we have to have some consistency from our edge rushers and our D-line because our defense is built around the D-line getting pressure because of Aaron Donald. And without him there, we just weren't getting that. And you saw our pressure numbers kind of drop off a cliff after Aaron Donald got hurt. Uh, no, Marquise Copeland. I feel like he kind of came on a little bit last three, four games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, he's he's playing a um, he's playing in a piece where uh, he he is that rotational piece. Again, he he was actually played in most of the games, uh, fifteen of the games. So he he actually played a lot more than some of the even the other players that we've mentioned so far. Um, and you know, especially in the last two or three games, his name was more prominent. Um, he played. He had a lot more snaps, but. Um, you know, when especially in, especially going in the last few games, I, I do remember him getting penalized a little bit more frequently than um, than anybody else um, on that defensive line. So, you know, and that to me is a little bit, you know, you need to clean that up. You need to make sure that you um, aren't, you know, getting into the neutral zone and, and causing those uh, penalties. Because I, 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 if I remember in times there was those big times where he would, they're in the red zone area and he would just flinch and, you know, it would it would cause a penalty and they would either get a first down off of that and things like that. So the only thing like I don't there's not a whole lot of bad things about Copeland other than the fact that I felt like he um, was at times a little bit more uh, got the flags a little bit more for for being in the neutral zone or false starts or things like that. Yeah, I'll give him a six and a half, Zach. I agree with you where it's kind of like I feel like he was more able to read plays he just wasn't ever able to get there. Maybe that's a timing thing that he'll grow with being on the line. Um, he's been here for a few years, uh, three years, I believe. And I feel like you can see him growing. He's just not to that point where he's making those big splash plays. He's getting tackles sometimes. Not a lot of tackles for lost. Got one sack this year. I, I feel like he can grow. He's definitely one of those uh, rotational players. Again, we're saying this about a lot of our D-line. They're like, they're average or slightly above average. But we, we got to have, we we need to start having a little bit better. You're noticing a trend. Uh, without Aaron Donald, it's slightly above average, slightly above average. Yep. Oh, what grade did you oh, give? Oh, we got to give him a grade. Um, you know, 
I think just, you know, based on what I kind of experienced from him, I'm going to give him probably a six as well. Um, only because I, th- I think he needs to clean up a little bit of his, a little bit of his work. Um, again, I, I, I truly believe that, you know, if I go back and watch, you know, like the Seahawks game and things like that, that there were some big, uh, red zone, um, areas where, you know, he just, he mm-hmm. just flinched and, you know, caused yeah. us big penalties. Um, Real Aaron quick, Donald. breaking uh, breaking news that the 49ers did win the divisional game, nineteen to twelve. So there we go. The uh, 49ers will be in the championship game against the Eagles. So you know we will all be Eagles fans next week. Um, yeah, see how that goes. that'll be funny if they lose another championship game. Uh, choking. Oh, we'll see. I mean, uh, it's a good team. Uh, very well coached. Ah, oh, man. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully we can bounce back and they have a Super Bowl hangover if they go to it or not. Uh, Bengals 49ers would be interesting, huh? Uh, yeah, especially, yeah, the Bengals would probably not like that as much. You know, they've kind of have some bad taste with that Super Bowl uh, lineup. So, um, So, yeah, we'll have to see. We will see. We will see. Aaron Donald for the games he played. Uh, what would you grade him? I mean, I feel like Aaron Donald is always, you know, playing at a you know a nine level. Um, I mean, even when he's not playing, it, it just it just feels oh, yeah. like uh, he is he is bringing the heat. I mean, even in his eleven games, twenty seven tackles, twenty two assists, um, five sacks and uh 10 tackles for loss i mean when you look at the sack when you look at the sack leaders you know he's still third and only played 11 games um the uh the same thing when you go for tackles for loss he's still he's still tied um for the most tackles for loss uh opposite of wagner and floyd so um you know it's it's just it's just one of those things where like he he is still so elite um, at his position. Um, and it's, it's really hard to, to take anything away from him, even when he doesn't even play six games, which in fact was the first time that Aaron Donald has ever played or never not played because of an injury. Yeah. I feel like a part of that Zach was he, he had a strain and we were in a losing season and I'm sorry, Zach, it's not worth losing Aaron Donald for a lost season. Uh, like, for sure, I, I I really do think that if he would have, if we would have done better and we would have gotten to the playoffs, we may have seen Cup come back even. Um, even though I know oh, yeah. he probably wasn't, he's not a hundred percent. They would have, they would have rushed him back. I, I think so. I think they would have, you know, um, you know, progressed his uh, his rehab a little bit more. They t- kind of took it a little bit slower to kind of, you know, make it not a hundred percent at that point, but. Uh, again, if they would have made playoff berth, I think that they could have um, got some of those other key players back on the field. So they were they were wise with what they did, um, knowing that they weren't even going to be able to make it in. Um, so I'm happy with that. So I would probably give him, you know, really I'd probably give him a nine um, for being still outstanding, um, even when he was playing when, you know, when Stafford and Cup were out. Uh, I agree. Uh, he's definitely a nine. Like when he's on the field, uh, he's not going to have the best stats of his career at this point because he's getting doubled and tripled uh, guarded uh, almost every play. His uh, 
coverage rate for doubling is like nuts uh, compared to nearest D tackle. Uh, it, I parts of me kind of wish the Rams would have pushed harder. I understand they tried to trade for a pass rusher. I get that. Uh, I feel like we should have went out and tried to sign someone sooner instead of just hanging up on Von Miller. And I feel like the team gave Von Miller more respect than he gave us, vice versa. Like, And I'm not attacking Von Miller. That's within his right, right? Like, uh, he can do that. But it's also within the Rams' right if they – are getting worried that they look elsewhere for help. Yeah. Uh, and if, like, they can't force him to sign, just like he can't force them to sign. And I felt like he kind of left them on the hook, uh, trying to get better deals from other teams. And we just sat there while other pass rushers got taken by teams that we could have been used, like, we could have used. Could have helped us out. Um, so... It is what it is, kind of now. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping with our first pick, uh, we probably go edge rusher. I don't think we will, but, you know. No, uh, Sneed will probably get a wide receiver. So <laughs> That's what we need, another wide receiver. Uh, I mean, you know, can never have too many because, you know, this year proved uh, when Cup goes out, uh, we, we're – very much supported by the wide receivers. Uh, Greg Gaines, the fastest uh, nose tackle alive. Yeah, I mean, I think this is uh, when I'm looking at the future and the 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 free agency that he is one of the he is if not the top one of the top couple uh, free agents that I think the Rams really need to make sure that they bring up um, because you know when. And it kind of seems crazy because I feel like Greg Gaines doesn't get the credit that he's that he should get. I mean, he is he is no. fast for the size um, that he is. And, you know, when when Aaron Donald can't get him, usually Greg Gaines is on the other side getting him. Like and that's the reason. Um, again, you kind of go through his stats. Uh, he played through 16 games, had 16 tackles, 20 assists, uh, four sacks um, and six tackles for a loss. So. You know, he, he's, he, you know, that's still solid. really, that, that's a solid. So for me, I'm giving him an eight. Um, I think he's, I think he's, like I said, I think he needs to come back if this offensive front wants to be um, elite like it has been, um, that they need Greg Gaines. And that's something that they're, that Snead is going to have to figure out the numbers for. Yeah, I'll give him a seven. I feel like, He's good, and at points he can be really great. I think it impacted his play some, not having Aaron Donald on the field. And, uh, again, like he impacts so much. He's taking double teams. Guess what? They just shifted all those double teams to Greg Gaines. And he, you know, not that I expect him to be Aaron Donald, but he isn't. Like, I, it's impossible to kind of match up the AD's level and – um, you saw his impact kind of get shaped by it. Uh, I definitely want to keep him in the rotation, uh, and I hope we re-sign him over. Uh, uh, who, who's the other? Hey, Robinson is a free agent, correct? Also, so yes, it's yes. him and Gaines. I definitely hope they go Gaines over Robinson. Um, I think Asian Robinson has been solid for us. Uh, I just 
feel like Red Games has more promise in the future in the next three, four years. For sure. Uh, but we may end up doing like losing him like Day, like Joseph Day. Like he just got priced out of our team. And mm-hmm. with the way all how we do contracts and stuff, it just he may not be a big enough priority. I mean, when you look at the free agencies, you know, we're looking at Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, Marquis Copeland, and then Mike Hoyt. Um, those are all free agents. Um, a couple of them, Hopeland, or Copeland and Hoyt are exclusive restricted free agents. So um, there, theirs is a little different. Um, but we, we've, you know, we paid Ashawn Robinson pretty well. Um, so, you know, to, to continue paying him at, a, at that high level, it's going to be something yeah. like, you know, when, you know, we can't afford, you know, um, Sue. Do you and think he played up to that level? Ashawn Robinson? To, yeah. To get paid again? I mean, the problem is that we're going to be looking for cap space um, to even pay anybody. Um, I mean, right now we're coming into the league with the least amount of cap space moving forward, which, again, it doesn't mean anything in the Rams world because they tend to be able to kind of manipulate the numbers a little bit, whether that's uh, through restructuring, signing bonuses, things like that. Um so obviously there's more there's more to play than than what that meets the eye with that number. But again, when you're kind of looking at the numbers and you're kind of going through the stats and being like, okay, who's going to continue to help us um, play at an elite level? You know, you're you're kind of going through and you're like, okay, comparing you know Ashawn Robinson to the other ones and who can we maybe be able to get you know at a lower cost and will we still be able to? Um, will we still be able to play at any level? And I think if we keep Hoyt and Gaines um, and things like that, I think we'll play at a better level, um, even if we don't have Ashawn Robinson. Yeah, I agree. Um, Laurel Merchinson, a late-season pickup. How do you think he did? Again, you know, when 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 you when you don't hear your name called very often, you know, you're not playing as the elite level, but you're also not playing as the person, you know, getting pushed around. Um, and um, you know, again, my focus hasn't always been on a, a few of these players, and so I can't really grade them. I feel like exclusively, other than what I see in the stats and kind of what I hear, um, kind of go across the across the you know the broadcast. What are what are your initial thoughts? Um. You you know what? I I really like this kid. I know he was kind of like a shot in the dark. He was an injury pickup, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, the fact that, like, he comes in and gets two sacks, I understand he didn't get any others for the rest of the year. Uh, but, but, like, out of three games, two sacks, that's not bad, right? Like, uh a decent amount of tackles. Uh, what is it? 11 tackles uh, this year with the Rams. Uh, or actually, 10 tackles with the Rams over three games. That's not bad. Like, we were reading off stats of the other defensive linemen, and this guy got a good amount of tackles, got pressure. You know, I feel like uh, he's someone worth signing and giving a roster spot as a depth piece that could potentially be a gym, right? Like, Joseph Day was, I know he was drafted, but still, like, similar kind of slow start. This guy's been trying to fight his way onto a roster. And, you know, he's proving some people wrong for cutting him. 
Uh, I mean, I, I mean, for sure. I mean, he, I mean, he also got two sacks, so he only played three games and got two, got two sacks. So that was in the uh, same game too. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a hot fire that, that one game, he had a hot fire game, but, um, but again, he only played three. So I, I, you know, honestly, you know, given it's that hard to judge, it's hard to judge. Um, so I think he played admirably. Um, I'd probably give him a seven just based on, you know, that kind of information. Yeah, seven. Uh, but you know, hey, it's a promise because sometimes, how many times, Zach, have we seen someone come into a game that we thought was promising, or had no clue about, and they just didn't do anything, yeah. or they just completely just collapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's nice to see. Uh, Jonah Williams. Uh, what do you think of Jonah Williams? Um, it's again, it's, it's a piece of the puzzle that's, you know, it, it's either hit or miss for me. Um, you know, he, he, again, he only played in two games and didn't really do anything in those games or no, sorry. That's not what I meant. Um, Jonah Williams, sorry. He played in 11 games. My bad. Uh, too many people with the same last name when you look up stats. Um, but, uh, and he did have a half a sack. So Again, he did he did fine. He's again a depth piece, um, but I don't think he's he's going to be in that starting line um, unless we we really need him to be. Yeah, uh, we can give him depth piece. Great. I mean, he's uh, I I don't know what more to say. He's rotational, and when he's in, it's kind of like eh, you're there. So I guess a five, if you want to say I don't think he does terrible but doesn't do good uh let's talk about the linebackers um let's do it if i told you zach let's say three years ago that within three years the rams best defensive unit would be the linebackers what would you say (laughs) i mean that that would be kind of absurd i mean they don't for one season yeah i mean they don't they don't put a whole lot into their linebacker core um, but this year they definitely did. And I think that all has to do with, you know, number one, Bobby Wagner. Um, oh, yeah. I think, I think we should start off with him. Um, yeah. because he has brought the linebacker core into a whole new, new rhythm. I mean, again, the Rams never really paid someone, um, in, in, in his position, um, in that kind of, uh, that inside linebacker position. But, um, but really bringing him in, bringing the veteran who, uh, you know, has all these high acclimates and he continued to play at a high level, even when he knew, he knew that the Rams weren't going to be in the playoffs, but he still had something to prove to himself for this team. They, they, the whole team played with, with vigor and they, they wanted to win every single game they possibly could. Um, but he just brought a whole different level to it um, with 81 solo tackles, um, six sacks, um, you know, 10 tackles for loss, uh, two interceptions. Um, you know, he, he did, he did everything that you could possibly think of. Um, and it was just so fun to watch. And I feel like in, in this whole linebacker core, you, you don't get to see that very often. Um, you know, maybe with, you know, you know, Leonard Floyd, occasionally you'll see him kind of spark off and things like that. Ernest Jones has made some good plays, things like that. But but really, when you're when you're talking about that inside linebacker position, um, Bobby Wagner played at an excellent level. So, I mean, I think he deserves a nine, um, just 
just because of how elite he was playing throughout the whole entire season. But I was just shocked that our middle linebackers can make tackles this year. They they could, and that's oh, you know it's it's one of those things, and it it and it kind of saved maybe some of the safety problems that we had a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, but uh, because they were you know, having to go into coverage more than uh, they should have, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you saw Bobby Wagner back up significantly when he does he doesn't necessarily have to do that. So um, it was it was great to watch. Uh, it's it's fun to watch that position grow. Um, hopefully, we continue with Bobby Wagner and. Um, we, we, you know, get out there and, you know, be able to, you know, continue to build on this. Cause I think he's a great role model, especially for Ernest Jones. Um, so, so that's where I'm at with him. How about you? Uh, what grade did you give him? A nine. A nine. Ooh. Um, I'll give him an eight and a half. I, I really thought he was fantastic this season. He started off a little slow. Um, I felt like he wasn't bad. Don't, confuse that i don't think he was bad in the first few games of the season i just feel like he wasn't great and you could tell he was learning the defense you could tell he was trying to learn his kind of way and like his position in this on this team but man he was always a fighter no matter the circumstances and in the second half of the season Half of the games we were in were because of him and the plays he was making. Uh, he was doing great in the run game. I mean, he was constantly leading the tackles every game. Uh, at his age, his play has not dulled at all, and I'm happy we signed them. I think next year, if we can get some of the key pieces – back in place, get Aaron Donald back, get some pressure with some edge defenders and a refill or secondary with some young guys who are quick and maybe from college who can uh, play coverage decently. I think this defense could be something special with him in it, with him commanding it. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, you're given a, you're, I mean, he was given the task of being the play caller on a team that he was the rival for, for so many years and to learn a new defense and then become that play caller um, is just is just extraordinary. So um, kudos to him and everything he did. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, if he wasn't the top, I whatever the PFF grade was. I mean, he was either the top or at least the top three um, in linebacker core. So um, super impressive. Snubbed, snubbed by the Pro Bowl. That's for sure. Definitely, one hundred percent snubbed. Um, it's it's crazy to think that you know he was. You know, I know the PFF score isn't everything, but I mean, you look at his stats and you see what he did. Um, he just didn't have, I mean, he, his numbers were just different than everybody else's. And so him getting snubbed was just, just bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to his brother in, in the interior off or sorry, interior linebacking core in Ernest Jones. Uh, how you feel Ernest did in his uh, second year? Um, I think he, I think he played lats out. I mean, you look at it. He was he he came in second as far as total tackles um, with sixty eight solos and forty eight assists. Uh, that was only second to Mister Bobby Wagner. Um, he didn't get the sacks, uh, but he did get four tackles for loss, um, and uh, he did get an interception and a forced fumble. So you know he he did other things that helped create the the need and create that um uh, create those turnovers that were missing part of the time 
Um, and yeah, you may not need the sex, but a sack doesn't lead necessarily doesn't lead to a turnover. Um, but being able to force fumble, being able to intercept the ball, um, again, this this uh, inside linebacker core really stepping it up a notch than something that we haven't seen in previous years. So um, I think he definitely deserves a seven and a half. Um, I don't think he necessarily gets to that eight nine because I think he could have still. Um, I think he still could have performed a little bit, uh, a little bit better, um, but I still think he played at a pretty high level, and I'm definitely glad that you know he's he's still going to be there for the next season. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think seven and a half is exactly where he is. I think he was really good this year. I feel like he's so close to breakout years, Zach. He just has to put it all together. He has to uh, learn from Bobby Wagner on making those big critical turns like those wow plays and I think he's gone so close he's had a few in his career already and I feel like next year he potentially could be a breakout star on this defense I think uh you were unfamiliar with him but we were hyping him up after uh the first half of last year and I I think he's been very great for this Rams defense he's been such a wonderful pick and a pick that a lot of people hated and I'm happy the Rams picked him because it was definitely not a popular pick at the time and it's turning out to work um let's move uh or actually let's go ahead and finish the inside linebackers with uh Roseboom uh, Roseboom, he didn't play a lot. He's very much rotational. Uh, I'm going to give him a six, Zach. I feel like he's one of those guys where you don't hear his name called a lot, and most of the time that's a good thing. I know it's not a great thing because you're not making big special plays, uh, but this is a guy the Rams have leaned on beforehand, uh, especially last year, and I feel like he'll be good on the roster death piece-wise. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what he is. He's a depth piece. I mean, when you when you don't have to come in because your your players are still out there, um, I think that's that's just where you're at. Um, you I mean he played every he played every game, but you know, realistically, he didn't have you know that many tackles or assists um, to really even mention. But again, I think he he's fine for a depth piece, um, especially if he's still under contract, which I believe he is. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about Leonard Floyd? Uh, I was going to talk have... about Michael Hoyt, seeing that he's yeah. listed as an outside linebacker. Uh, that's I get what they were trying to do with that, but man, it that did not work out. Uh, I feel like he could play the position, but man, his contain was so awful. Uh, especially against the Chargers, like I remember, I, that game is seared into my head how bad at contain he was. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, he they just he, kept running at him. Yeah, and I think he had big splashes, and I feel like so he so Michael Hoyt became a outside linebacker around week twelve, I think, um, and I think he had some big splashes and. You know, honestly, I I could have seen him, you know, being that opposite to Leonard Floyd if he was, you know, maybe about, I don't know, 30 pounds, like a little lighter, or you know, lighter and bulkier. 
Um, I think he I he think has he def- the speed though. Like I feel like his speed isn't his problem. No, his problem he kept getting is like he kind of got too aggressive. It it felt like yeah. at times. Like it felt like you know he would he would get there. But by the time he like he broke through, but he broke through so quickly that the kind of the guy kind of caught him and he kind of had to like slide back to actually get him. Um, so I feel like he he has the momentum and um, and he, he he has that. But like I said, I feel like if he was um, a little bit lighter on his feet, things like that, that he would be able to move a little bit more quickly, like, you know, making a sharp turn. Um, it felt like I he would he come might. in and then he would have to go this way and he couldn't quite get this way without slipping. He might really work on the same side with Aaron Donald. True. Because he would just funnel uh, the running back or whoever's coming at him right straight to Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. or they're going to have to go straight to him. Um, again, like he needs to work on his contain, probably need to slow down at certain points. It's weird te- saying a player has to slow down. I think that's testament to him. He's, He's definitely one of those players I could see breaking out next year, a kind of hidden gem. Hey, I mean, he had four and a half sacks and one forced fumble. So, you know, those are, and again, it, those were in a couple of games. Um, he had like a really good game where he, I think he had at least two sacks, two or three sacks, and then uh, the forced fumble. Um, and I, I'll say but, seven. Yeah, I think, I think he's good, seven. He's a restricted free agent, so we have a little, like, a little bit more to work with. Um, as far as, you know, unless someone really wants him and has to, I, what is it? Uh, exclusive free agent. Someone has to give you a pick for him. Is that, uh, yes. So no exclusive. That is a tender. Uh, okay. we, so that's for straight free agents, I believe is who you at the tender. Uh, and I don't think. I wouldn't use a tender on him. I don't think he's going to get picked up. Uh, also, it's one of those ones where Rams get the offer first, and if they don't offer it, then he becomes a free agent. But they get first dibs. Gotcha. Uh, I believe uh, that's how that kind of works. So it's a little bit different than the tendering, which is where you have to, like, you can choose for a free agent to, like, uh, tender them like first or second round, and if someone wants that player, they have to trade you the pick to get them. Got it. Got it. Got it. But anyways, I think yeah. he's. I think he. You know, I. I hope that we continue to. He continues to stay as a Ram, um, and that we can, um, we can develop him a little bit more because I think he he's a good piece, um, to this Rams oh, yeah. defensive puzzle. So. Uh, Leonard Floyd, uh, I think we said it a little bit earlier. Don't need to rehash it. Up and down season, uh, how would you grade him? Um, I probably would still I, – I, I'd probably give him a seven and a half. Um, and really yeah, that's yeah. only – I think he's, he's a good player. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons is because he, he was the sack leader for the Rams. Um, you know, which then included he had the most sack yards. Um, so I think he he's in he is a piece of the puzzle. They just we just need someone on the opposite side of him. Um, and I think that would just again bring up our pass rush that much better um, if someone could really play opposite to Leonard Floyd. So yeah, and he's never always meant to be the pass rush guy. Honestly, he's been like 
very great at run stopping, good at contain, and then like he he has his moments of being solid in the pass rush. And mm-hmm. I feel like for that mold, he's a very reliable, really good outside linebacker. He doesn't excel at anything, so to say, but he's really good at everything. And that's like that's good to have on your team. And I feel like uh, hopefully uh, he kind of boosts up the production a little bit more with someone better on his opposite side. All right. Do you want to? Oh. We we got some other players on still on the linebacker core, but do you want to move all in, into the defensive backs? Kind of. Yeah, move on to some I I was about to uh, move on to the defensive backs, and we'll talk about these guys now. Uh, let's go over Kobe Durant. Uh, we kind of already talked about him, so uh, it, how would you grade him for twenty twenty two? Um, so Kobe Durant, he actually, I mean, he had a, um, probably a better second half than he had a first half. Um, he kind of had a lot of, uh, you know, kind of an ups and downs, but really he kind of felt, um, in the zone towards the end of the season. I mean, he had, um, you know, the multi-interception, uh, day, um, he ended up, I think just at the total of three interception. Oh no, he had, he had five interceptions. Highest interception yards in the NFL. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, he was a speedy guy. So pick six. Uh, had, yeah, so oh, he had a total of three interceptions. Uh, pick six. Um, you know, he 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 played at a really high level, and I think this is a this is one of the players that I think we're really looking to develop. Um, you know, as, assuming you know we you know all wanting Ramsey to be back, uh, we need someone to continue to be developed under Jalen Ramsey, and I think Kobe Durant is that perfect player um to to help in that spot so um i i really think that that's that's a spot that you know i think he's the he's the person who's going to help take over that uh starting spot you know coming into 2023 or a heavy rotation to that number one spot great with everything i would give him a seven yeah i'm actually gonna i'm gonna bump him as a seven and a half um i think i think he he could have gotten an eight um, if he would have had a little bit more of a positive first uh, first half. But um, I, I definitely he's think a rookie. That, he's a rookie, so I think as a rookie, that's I think if you get anything more than a seven or a six, I think you're doing a really good job as a as a rookie player coming into the yeah. season. So that's where I'm at. Troy Hill. Uh, I mean, man, Zach. Uh, I don't think Troy Hill was very good. I don't think he was awful, but man, I saw him getting beat deep a lot, a lot. Now, it, again, it could be the Ramsey thing, but for him, I, it it's hard to tell, especially with the cornerbacks and safeties, because I, I feel like a safety play was so atrocious at points in the year that like our cornerbacks were caught covering deep. Uh, and that is something I don't think Troy Hill is good at anymore. I feel like he used to be that seven player for the Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he was with the Browns, but coming back, I, I got to give him a five. I just thought every time he was on the field, he was starting to become a liability. And he you can tell his age is kind of... It's, it's, it's yeah I, I agree i mean the reason why they brought him back was he was familiar with the defense um you know he was a friendly face he he wasn't terrible when he i mean he, he was good when he was when he was with the rams previously so they thought you know bringing him in 
um, familiarity. They needed, you know, more pieces to that puzzle. They really didn't have a second to Ramsey. I mean, obviously we had some, we have obviously the rookies and, um, you know, the players who played over the last couple of years, but, but really we didn't have a real number, you know, number two or number one, a number one B, um, cornerback yeah losing Darius Williams I I think that's clear that hurt that hurt the secondary for sure and you know Darius Williams again he had his ups and downs and so I kind of I get why they kind of moved on from him but um but really I we I think everyone thought that Troy Hill was going to play you know potentially a little bit better he was more familiar with the defense he's familiar with the players he he's the culture um you know would be in the right spot for him um, and it just didn't end up to be. I mean, uh, when you look at it, um, he allowed the completion rate of seventy percent um, in coverage. Um, Oof. So that's not good. Yeah. So, you know, realistically, um, he's just he's just not the answer. And so, unfortunately, I feel like he he will be the casualty to the free agency cut. Um, but again, I think with with the with Kevin, uh, with Kobe Durant, uh, you know, again. We can, we'll get into this in the next pod or maybe something else. But when we get, talk about Jalen Ramsey continuing him still being a Ram, um, I think we still have some good pieces. Bring in some pieces in the draft. Maybe find somebody else who we can uh, bring in uh, under free agency, maybe under another one-year contract, uh, yeah. just to kind of help provide that depth piece that that they need in that spot. Mm-hmm. So five, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I mean, I love, I love, I really do like Troy Hill and I thought he did have some good plays when, when needed. Um, but because of that pass percentage, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think a five would be, would be what he gets. Uh, DK, I would give him a four. I, uh, it's rough. I was high on this guy and I felt like in the first game he played, he looked promising uh, made some mistakes, but like you saw more mistakes than more promise, especially after the first game. I, I felt like it just kind of went downhill. Yeah, I mean, him, I'm, you know, honestly, I'm going to put him um, and David Long kind of in the same bubble. Um, really, they just, they did not live up to kind of the hype. Um, you know, I, I know you, you, um, you know, hyped Kendrick up uh, quite a bit, but. It, it just, you know, he had sparks, but then you, it just never, it just kind of fizzled out. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think to me, I'm not even going to talk about David Long Jr. Other than the fact that I think he also will get a four. Um, so I'm going to put them kind of Oof. in the same boat um, and put them on a four. I mean, they, I mean, for the most part, they were benched by the end of the season. Um, so I, yeah. I just, I, I, they, they're not the pieces. I mean, maybe, I mean, I mean, we still have, I don't know about David Long, but um, we still have uh, Kendrick for a little while. So, you know, he may be a depth piece um, or they may try to move on from him sooner, but um, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, since you talked about him, David Long, I'll, I'll give him a three. Honestly, I've, uh, He's just, he's, it's, you know, it's bad when I notice him have a good play. Let me rephrase that. Um, You know, it's bad when I'm surprised he has an average play and I'm like, oh, wow, he, he didn't get completely cooked uh, or he didn't get completely like beat like. 
I respect the dude. I think he's a nice guy. It just, his play isn't there. And he's another one of these players that if he wasn't drafted as high as he was, he would have been cut by now. Uh, he would have been cut in the first two years, and the only reason he's been with since is he knows the system. And there's some perks to having players like that on your roster that know your system on their rookie deal. I just don't think he's worth it uh, anymore. Uh, let's go to uh, Jalen Ramsey. Last corner. Well, we'll talk about him in Rochelle. Ramsey. I, I think he was good this year. Zach, I think this is an eight. Um, I I think it was hard for him because he was the only consistent player in the secondary, the only one. Like, no one else was consistent throughout the year uh, over long periods of time. Everyone else was up and down the entire season in the secondary. For me, I'm giving. I'll give him an eight and a half. Um, you, you, Jalen Ramsey is still the top cornerback in the league. There's no doubt about it. You can go back. You can look. You know, whatever. If you don't even care about the PFF score, he's still the best. Um, yes, is is when you when you are facing Jalen Ramsey, when you are DK Metcalf, when you know you are a top receiver, you're telling your quarterback. I want the ball. Jalen Ramsey isn't going to be the the person who's going to shut me down. You're going to throw me the ball. And the quarterback will listen to their top wide receiver if that's the case. So yes, there are going to be times when you have a top wide receiver going to make big plays on Jalen Ramsey. It's going to happen, but it's going to happen very infrequently. Yeah. And I think that's the key. It's going to happen, but infrequently. Every cornerback is going to get blown up. But if you put any other receiver other than a top five receiver on Jalen Ramsey, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Down. So you go back and you look at his his stats alone. Okay, he played in all seventeen games. He wasn't. He's not one of these. He's not a diva in this Rams locker room who would refuse to play even though the Rams aren't winning. He's not playing at a low level when the team isn't winning or going to the playoffs. Um, he had 64 tackles, 24 assists. He had, uh, what was it? Uh, four tackles for loss. So he's playing beyond the line of scrimmage to get those tackles for loss as a defensive back. Um, he has four interceptions, which, you know, wasn't at his highest. Um, but he also had three forced fumbles. Um, and one of those being a, a fumble recovery. I mean, he is playing a position where, I mean, I, I feel like he's getting a little bored and he doesn't like just being the cornerback position, but he's playing all over the board. He's playing the cornerback. He's playing at the line. He's, you know, he's getting in people's faces and it's just to see even the Rams fan base kind of wanting to move on from him is just absurd when we don't have a secondary to replace him. He is the secondary. I will end my rant. He gets an eight and a half. Yeah. Um, you could disagree with me if you like, but that's my rant. Uh, I, I, think- I don't. I, I think he is worth trading in a rebuild, which I do not think we are in next year. So I, 
I don't agree with the people who think we should trade him this offseason. Now, if McVay would have retired and AD would have retired, different story, at least for me. Um, just because I believe when a at that player point, has it. At that point, yeah. he may want to be traded. If He, he probably yeah. doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. Yeah, so I I just feel like you don't need to waste a player in his prime on just like, you know, keeping him to play on bad teams. I feel like that's stupid to do with a really good player when you can give value for him. That's not the case we're in, in my opinion. Uh, I definitely would keep him. So uh, we'll see. I think uh, Jordan Rodriguez kind of hinted to there's a possibility the Rams are thinking about moving on. Uh, that's kind of where the rumor came from. I know NFL rumors that trash Twitter handle, they kind of ran with it and reported it as if it was fact. That's not true. She so was just saying that's something the team may investigate. Uh, I don't know. It just depends guys. on what they're going to be looking for. Are they looking to move away from the cap? I know he's a big cap hit. Um, is that what they're trying to do? Are they really trying to get draft picks? Like, is there somebody who's going to be up there that they desperately need this season in the top tier? Maybe, maybe not. Um, so again, when you have a secondary, I mean, when you have your, you know, you're even in your safety spot and in your defensive back spot and you're still depleted pretty much. I mean, you know, it's the only reason why our secondary is as good as it is, is because of Jalen Ramsey. Um, if the Bears come to you and you're the GM of the Rams and they call and they offer you the first overall pick, do you take it but for Jalen Ramsey? What are the Rams going to get? The uh, uh, quarterback? The, the the first overall pick and a 2024 first pick. Would you but take what that? Is, but but what does that get you? What are you? Who? What are you going to pick? Who are you going to pick right now? Stafford's coming back. Do you really need a quarterback to do you really going to draft a quarterback when you have Stafford? Is that something you want to, you could draft a young DB. But if you get the first overall pick of the 2022, 2023 draft, you're not going to choose a defensive back. Hey, less need could trade back. He could, but then it's just, yeah, I I, I, I know this is hypothetical. We'll talk about this more. Uh, It's just one of those things where, I feel like fans are, this is getting very divisive where I think it's a big hypothetical right now. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. And, you know, Sneed is a villain and we may see him as a villain against our own team for a little bit if he trades away Ramsey. So I, I don't think it's a real thing. I don't think the Rams are actually looking to move on. Uh, but if they do, uh, it will definitely make our jobs interesting, Zach. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about your favorite safety, Taylor Rapp. I know you're a big Taylor Rapp guy. You've got 10 jerseys in your uh, closet. And, man, your boy uh, struggling, struggling a little bit this year. Yeah, my boy. Um, <laughs> so Taylor Rapp. Um, I, I mean, I already kind of brought this up earlier in the pod, but um, Taylor Rapp is a good, is a good, good uh, run blocker. Um, I think he he does fine in that. But when he's out in coverage, when he's out in the pass play, um, I think that's where he struggles, which I think is the reverse for Nick Scott. Um, so so I, I do think that as far as run blocking goes, I do think. 
um, that Taylor Rapp does have a slight edge to that. But again, that's not really where I think um, the Rams need uh, to be at. I think that they, with their linebacker core and their defensive front, I think um, they do a pretty good job at the run stop as it is. Um, so Taylor Rapp for me, um, I'll give him a five and a half. Um, he had some Ooh. decent um, uh, explosing plays, but it's it's something where I just feel like you know we and we've dogged on this guy, poor poor Taylor Rapp, because he's a I mean he seems like he's a good guy. Um, he it just seems like every time there's a big explosive play or something like that, it just seems like he's running. Blown, He's the yeah. blown coverage who's not he's there. He's running support. right behind them or yeah. he's Yeah. But he's made it's those it's those things where like he's made key plays where I mean how many times? I mean I can remember two or three times where he's he's made the ceiling um interception play for the game. Um you know. Yeah, but that's I feel like he he's good for a splash play once every three games, yeah. but then the rest of the games he's just getting torched, or he's mm-hmm. in the wrong position. Uh, he like yeah he'll get a tackle for loss, and then he'll get blown and exposed three twenty yard passing plays later. Like that's the problem with him is mm-hmm. he is fantastic in the run game. I would say for a safety he's fantastic. I honestly think he could be a linebacker um, and he would be solid at being a linebacker. I just don't think he's an NFL caliber safety and he's been a liability every time he's back in the end zone or like out back. Like I just feel like he's never good rotationally, never good in zone and he's awful in man. Just he completely gets beat. So I, uh, I'll give him uh would you give him a 5.5? Mm-hmm. Uh I'll give him a 5. I just he, I, he, like I said, he's had a couple good he's made some a few good plays and some plays that were actually turnovers, so I give him kudos for that um to being in the right place at the right time, but again, it's it's all those missed coverages and the, you know, it's it's just it just seems oh, repeats itself over and over and over again, and there's just not enough good um, to replace a lot of the big misses. Yeah, yeah, we we know who he is at this point. Uh, Robert Rochelle, um, uh, man, he's I don't think he's going down the David Long path. I just think he's very mediocre um, when he does get on field. I know he got injured. Uh, yeah, that's what I was I thinking. I. I don't know how long he was. Let's see, it says he's played seven that he played seventeen games. Uh, well, if he didn't get injured, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. I mean, I he did. didn't really have a whole lot. Then he got benched, and uh, I mean, we can't grade him, but I'm sure the coaching staff is not grading him good because uh, if they're putting two rookies above him and both playing up and down. Uh, you have to remember, Darion Kendrick was getting more snaps, I believe, than Robert Rochelle. That's not a good sign. Yeah, I mean, just kind of looking at the stats a little bit more, he didn't have any passes defended in any of the last five games that he played, um, and he only had two tackles um, in the last five, last six games that he played. So five games that he played. Yeah, so. uh, we'll just leave that kind of not filled out. Um, Nick Scott. Well, you know, it, 
How, I how like Nick Scott. Scott. I really like Nick Scott. And I and the reason why I liked him is like it, it seemed like he actually had some more passion um, in the backfield. It always felt like he was trying to make plays. Now, sometimes he did miss, but at least like it always felt like he he was attempting to kind of make a sneaky pay and kind of get in front of the ball and whether for his detriment or not. But scrappy. Um, yeah, he seemed the very scrappy. So, you know, I think he is a I think he's a better spot. And, you know, I would probably if we're going to, you know, again, it kind of depends on where we're going at here. Like if you're if like I said, if something happens with Jalen Ramsey, he's gone. I I'd honestly would bring Nick Scott back over, you know, over Taylor Rapp and things like that. And assuming we keep jo- uh, Jordan Fuller and things like that, you know, I probably would keep Nick Scott. Um, so I'm going to give Nick Scott a six. I think even though Taylor Rapp probably had more explosive, uh, and again, I say explosive plays, but I mean, he, he had a few, you know, bigger time plays as far as interceptions and stuff goes, I believe I will double check myself. But um, in reality, um, I, I just, I like Nick Scott. I liked his personality. I, I like his, uh, his aggressiveness on the field. I feel like I see that a lot more um, in him than I do um, in, in Taylor Rapp. Yeah, I, I kind of like how you put it. Like, they're mirror images of each other. Well, I'll give Nick Scott this. I think he's a better run defender than Rap is a pass defender. He he did have a bad knack of when runners would get into the second level of not making that, you know, that touchdown-saving tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that a lot last last year. Um it's not all in him. I would give him a six. Uh, so when honestly, you, when, Zach. When, when you go through and you actually look at Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott, I mean, they're pretty much um, kind of equal in things. Uh, total tackles, 92 versus 83, but they had pretty much the same solo tackles. Um, both of them actually had two interceptions. Um, but Nick Scott also had two forced fumbles. Um, so, yeah. You know, I think that edge Slightly actually better. does go to Nick Scott. And point. not to mention, you consider the fact Rap is getting put in the box more than Scott was, and the fact that they're similar tackles, I, I think that tells you kind of yeah. all you need to know with Rap, honestly. Yeah, definitely six. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, Zach, if when, um, uh, when we get uh, – not Burgess. Uh, who who's the other one outside? I I mix them up with Burgess all the time. Safeties. Yeah, safeties. Jordan Fuller. Yeah, Jordan Fuller. When we get Jordan Fuller back, guys, I honestly think he's going to be starting. I think they're going to draft a safety, and him that new safety and Nick Scott will kind of rotate in and out, uh, depending on who's playing better and who's practicing better. Uh, I I do d- anticipate that. Uh, do you want to talk about Russ Yeast? I mean, I I felt like, uh, I mean he he wasn't explosive. I mean I I think towards the end it, he just we assumed that he was going to get played over Taylor Rapp or or things like that. And he just never did. Um, so it it it's you know he's there. I'm sure he'll be a depth piece, but um, I don't think it's going to be anything more than that. Yeah, I think it's going to be fight between him and Lake to make the uh roster next year and they're probably going to have like two rookies Mm -hmm. Uh, if i'm guessing i think this draft class is going to have two rookies 
who are going to make the roster. You're going to have those two fight it out, and I don't think they're going to re-sign Rap. I think they're going to get Scott back uh, to kind of have continuity in that uh, unit. Uh, at least that's kind of like how I'm gaming it out. Uh, yep. We'll see what's need things. And hey, uh, we may go out in free agency and like sign Jordan, Jordan Poyer or something like that. That would be nice. After we figure out how to give us some more cap space. Uh, it, it's fine. The cap is fake. Uh, less need will just pull out that money machine and just, you know, Roger Goodell would be like, okay. Signing bonus coming out of Kroenke's bank account. Coming out of SoFi yes. Bank. Yes, that uh, signing bonus that doesn't count towards cap is going to be not mighty big. Yes. Uh, yep, that's uh, our grades, guys. Yeah, I th- you know, I think this this grading is it's, it's a lot of fun to kind of go down and break through um, all these players. You know, we obviously we don't know all the ins and outs of some of the, you know, more of the depth players, but it's fun to kind of go through and kind of um, really just kind of break down the team and figure out from here where do we need to go and that's that's kind of what the next several podcasts are going to be about it's going to be about uh what the rams need what positions can you know we move away from uh, or what players in positions that we can move away from and what are we going to look at when we get to the combine um, and then ultimately the draft and the free agency and, and things like that um, how we're going to make the those mighty money moves when you know we we are we there is a cap uh, whether it's fake, whether people think it's fake or not, we do have to restructure the cap. Um, even Les Need kind of, he kind of hinted at in his last press conference this week that, you know, they are going to have to pay their dues. You know, they 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 do realize that they've hit a cap and um, that they, they do have a lot of star players and it's not going to be easy to kind of maneuver around if they're going to continue mm-hmm. playing at a high level and bringing in, um, you know, new and um, different people. Yeah, there might be a certain uh, wide receiver, <coughs> Robinson, um, who um, uh, we may be trying to trade to get that uh, cap. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a off. that's assuming someone's going to want to pick him up for what we paid or, or uh, things like yeah, that. There's so. some bad team that will take him. I'm sure Sneed will pay in picks. Yeah, and, and I, probably, for, probably for a lower pick than, than probably... Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it from perspective, like the Falcons are a team that's kind of like, uh, you you know, kind of on the rebuild. Uh, you could definitely see him being like worth to acquire for the cap hit, since you have cap and like for an extra pick or two, like you're you're gonna have to give away like a seventh, and you'll get like a fourth in Robinson, right? Like I don't think that's a terrible. Uh, return on investment to get a player like and be able to just pay them when a team doesn't want to so no uh, we'll, we'll kind of see and talk about that as things go yeah so it's gonna be a fun couple weeks uh well i i probably do maybe do one before the super bowl um i guess we'll talk about that off air but you know that kind of gives us a couple weeks um we'll kind of keep this going you know stay with us on the on the twitters um you know keep us uh up to date you know like subscribe follow us there um we'll post all the upcoming news and um programming schedule uh to to our twitter at east coast rams um what else is there anything else you want to cover before we wrap things up it's kind of a longer pod 
Uh, no, guys. Uh, these things kind of fly by with uh, the grades. The, we're going to stay away from these grades uh, for anything outside the Rams and the season ending because, man, those the minutes just fly by. And uh, as soon as you know it, it's been like an hour and stuff. But, you know, it's been fun, Zach. Uh, looking through the grades, uh, the defense definitely did better than the offense. And, um,. Hopefully next year we can get those things up less need, you know, uh, McVay, you know, uh, is it too much to ask for a winning season? You know, just, uh, we'll I, I, I'm starting to feel that fix Zach for good Rams football. I, the Super Bowl is keeping me floating this year, but, uh, uh, we're, we're going to get back to wanting that fix soon if, uh, we don't get good football. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know when we when we watch these games, like at, as far as my as far as I go for the Super Bowl, as long as the 49ers don't win, I'm okay. I kind of don't want them in the Super Bowl so that I can have like a nonchalant, like not panic attack kind of. Because uh, I don't need I don't need the 49ers to have any more leverage uh, over our heads than they think they already do. So um, realistically, that's more or less the reason why plus my best friend's a 49ers fan so you know i really don't want to have to hear it for a whole year yeah i don't know it'll be kind of funny seeing that they lose two nfc championships in a row that i feel like that would make us feel a little bit better yes fly eagles fly um hopefully you know that 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 offense that completely just annihilated the giants last night um can work its magic they got Um, smoked yeah, so it will be a uh, it will definitely be an interesting interesting uh, play. Who do you got it for the Super Bowl? Who do you think? Uh, ooh, I'm gonna say Eagles, Chiefs. Ooh, uh, it's it's hard. I think that that Bengals Chiefs game is gonna be crazy. I just feel like even hurt Mahomes, I feel like they're going to, that team's going to be different playing for revenge from last year. And I just don't see the Bengals being able to pull it out. Their defense has been suspect. And I feel like the bills were just, they were, I felt like the bills had an off day. Uh, And I feel like the, now it all depends on Mahomes. If Mahomes can still throw and pocket and his protection keeps up, which I think it will. Uh, I definitely think uh, the Chiefs will go to another Super Bowl. With the problem is, is that he just is not mobile anymore. And even if you aren't a mobile quarterback, you, you if you can't scramble to like not get sacked, you know that's going to be a problem. Um, I'm going Bengals, Eagles, um, and you know I, I I think that's where we're I think that's where it's going to lie. Only because yes, I think Mahomes are hurt. I don't think he's going to be able to scramble. We'll see how his mm. high ankle sprain uh, looks in the next few days. Um, Who wins? Ugh, don't even get me started with that one. Uh, for my fan, uh, for my he, family's sake, it better be the Bengals. Um, I, I think the Eagles going to win that. Man. But I, I mean, I don't disagree. I think it's going to be a, it's going to be an offensive game. Um, but I think the I do think the Eagles have a better defense. Um, so. That's just where it's going to come to, and that's that's kind of why I have them picking over the the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers the 49ers have a great defense, um, but when it comes down to their offense, you know it's it's running, you know, you know at capa- like it's just running. It's it's not really accelerating, um, especially tonight. You know, if for those who do watch the game, it wasn't as 
electrifying as people would probably think it was. Well, the NFC this year was a lot weaker than like last year. Like this NFC was atrocious compared yeah. to even last year. For sure. Yeah, 49er fans are going to disagree, but like the teams we had to go through to get to the Super Bowl, uh, we had to go through the last undefeated team in the like wild card round. We had to go against Tom Brady, and then we had to go against uh, the 49ers themselves. A team that beat us six t- straight times. Like, who'd they beat? Like, oh, the Cowboys on. Okay. Like, they beat Cowboys the Cowboys. They, beat, the they, they, they beat Green Bay by kicking field Ooh. goals um, and then had to come face us in our own state. A Green so. Bay team that didn't, you know, play or didn't make it to playoffs themselves. It just. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely one of those things. I just, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um, so I, mean, I think we are going to wrap it up with this week's episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Um, if you guys want or please do, please follow us on Twitter. Obviously, you probably do because that's how we communicate mostly with everybody. Um, but you can also send questions or feedback to feedback at eastcoastrams.com. Um, one of the things that I didn't even tell Ashton about, but I plan on posting on our social uh, media is we want to hear how did you become a Ram fan? Um, I think that would be some really interesting stories to be able to share with people. Um, so if you'd like, please DM us or send us uh, your story at feedback at uh, eastcoastrams.com. So whether uh, telling us how you became a Rams fan or your most interesting uh, Ram story, whether it was in person, Ram uh, Ram player that you met, uh, things like that. And we, we will read those on the podcast. I think that'll be... Uh, some fun entertainment and you know we'll kind of retell maybe our stories too on on uh, why it is we chose the teams that we did um so ashton how can people keep up with you uh ram fan ashton one on twitter and you can find me at Zach Mayer. Uh, you can also find us on youtube so if you're listening to the audio version you can also check out our video version um at uh, youtube.com slash at East Coast Rams. Um, but yeah, we're on every podcast, podcatcher uh, app of choice. So please feel free to share, like, subscribe uh, to the podcast on Evni or all. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, you know, again, you name it, please leave a review. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. We're, we're Almost done, if not close to be done, with season two of the East Coast Rams podcast. It's been so much fun getting to do this each week with you, Ashton. Anything you want to say before we officially sign off? Uh, A lot of great conversations, a lot of drama. More downs than ups this season, but I am definitely looking forward to next season, Zach. I'm feeling hopeful and uh rejuvenated for another Rams run next year. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of cool content. Uh, We're continuously getting better, trying to work on the podcast for you guys. Uh, Love doing this with you, Zach. Uh, It's crazy how time has flown. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can try to get something together to hang out because uh, we do live like two, three states away. So it, they'll be kind of neat, and we'll be able to provide you guys with some on-site coverage and uh, some neat stuff coming down the road for the pod, guys. Yes, we have so much fun stuff coming up, and uh, yeah, really excited that we get to do this each and 
each and every time we get the chance. Uh, usually it's week to week during the season, but you know, now that we're in the off season, we'll probably spread it out, wait for more news to kind of collect as a whole. Um, but we will do as many podcasts as we think that we can get in with our, with our time. So, uh, appreciate everybody. Um, you know, the Rams aren't in the playoffs there have, we have nothing really to root for except to root against the 49ers. Um, so as we move forward, let's all just, you know, take a deep breath, take care of each other. And as always, Horns up. Horns up.